1: Welcome, you are now tuned in to the live premiere of episode 6 of Art of the Matter This is a show about, for, and by artists that seeks to highlight the state of arts and culture from the artist's perspective I am your host, T-Dub, thank you for joining us for our live premiere show Right here at Converge Media, where Black Media Matters All right, let's get into it The first thing we're going to do, let's go ahead and catch this drip right quick, you know Get that. I get that. Why? So I appreciate you, sir. You know, we out here. It's, it's like, here's the thing. Like if you're from Seattle, there are certain brands that you just have to have in your repertoire. You know, you got to have some Wolf Deluxe. You got to have some Alive and Well. You got to have some back CEO. You got to have some paradise avenue south and that's what we're rocking tonight so shout out to harry shout out to ari all the folks at paradise avenue south keep dropping the drip you guys are really representing seattle in a real way i appreciate you obviously i got like 99 pieces of paradise every time they drop something i just have to have it so shout out to y'all so that's what we are rocking today yeah so we're here man i'm super excited this is gonna be a great show it's a fun-filled show we got a lot of super dope guests including kayla bailey Art of the Matter episode six feature artist. She is here in studio tonight, as well as my best friend, Brianna Breeze-Costin. We're going to be talking about the GSB project that we just got put on as Art League court, uh, consultants. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but first, let's get into a little bit of art news. if We can. Salman, appreciate you. Yes, so first things first, this Thursday, April 7th, 7 to 9 p.m., nothing but the rent fundraiser paint and sip happening at the Link Project. Shout out to Stephanie Morales at the Link Project, doing super dope things for arts and culture in the CD. They have their monthly paint and sip fundraiser. Make sure the network gets paid. Make sure they stay a fixture in the community, so definitely go check that out. Um, Next week, Perry... Uh, The second opening um, of the VMC gallery for the public opening art walk is happening. Her show release is still on view for the rest of the month of April. So definitely go check that out. April 14th. That's next Thursday, six to 9 PM. VMC gallery right there on Pine Street next to Molly moons. Definitely go check that out as well as the Drive to Revive. So Blue Cone Studios, which is actually the studio that I was a part of, still a part of, um, they are hoping to reach a donation of $10,000 to help them reopen the studio that is going on now through April 14th. So definitely check in with Blue Cone Studios and how you can help them out. They're doing really dope stuff. Um, And finally, the 2022 Project Grants for For 4Culture is open now and the application is available until April 20th. So if you're looking for some art funding, if you're working on a project, definitely go check out 4Culture. They got some funds for you. And last but certainly not least, I want to shout out my bro, Creeps, J Battle. He is living his dream. He is actually going to be playing Coachella this year. So Jay is a super, super dope producer, artist, all the things when it comes to music right here from the town. He's going to Coachella this year. He's um, going to be helping out a future artist there. So super shout out to Jay Creeps. He does my intro music. He's got a number of beats on all the stuff that I do. Anytime I need a beat, I go to Jay. So shout out to you, bro, on that on that tip. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good Seattle stuff. All right. So I think that's it for opening show. We are now going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. My best friend Breeze is in the building and we're going to be talking about art, GSB, all the fun stuff we got going on with that. So Keep stay tuned in. You're watching Heart of the Matter. When COVID first hit, I was very afraid. There was so much things that I had to keep inside because I didn't know where to place my feelings. Most of my information for COVID is from my own research. I'm a doctor in educational leadership, and when the FDA approved Pfizer, it helped me realize that the vaccination is healthy.
2: We don't want to be left behind because we're not taking the vaccine. We want to get as much information as possible so that we are putting ourselves in better hands and not at great risk.
0: They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Basa. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you, too, can walk out with some dope gear.
1: All right, we are back. Art of the Matter live premiere show. I have the super, super dope honor. best friends we were eight years old and now we get to make art together in the cd welcome to the studio breeze how you doing homie i'm doing all right doing good you're doing all right awesome awesome i'm super glad you're here i'm super glad we got an opportunity to like link up on this project that we're about to do this is a big deal so the garfield superblock project is something that's been going on for quite a while they've actually finally gotten some funding and some steam behind it and now it's back on track to you know happen and be an installation in the cd at the garfield playfield and we have been named recently the art league consultants for this project mm-hmm. how does that feel what do you what do you like are you excited about it what's going uh, on what's
3: going through your mind when you're thinking about this man um i i think that the the biggest aspect for me is just the fact that it's a 2005 project right and that's our class right so that's really exciting and then just a. That position and my tenure doing art is like short. So for me to be in a position like this is like a big deal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, pretty big deal. I didn't think that this is what I would be doing two years ago. So right, right, yeah,
1: yeah. So 2005 <laughs> was actually when this project, when rethinking the Garfield Playfield actually got introduced into the fold. Of like so, the school got remodeled and um and. Our, our class was the last class at the, at, mm-hmm. the, at the old building. So the school got remodeled and then the playfield kind of just got left to the, to the side. But, you know, now they're at a point where they actually get to make this thing happen. And it's a really big deal. We've just been named again, art lead coordinators, consultants. I don't know why I keep wanting to uh-huh. say coordinators. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. Lead, <laughs> lead art consultants <laughs> for this project. So it's definitely a huge deal. As Garfield graduates, as, you know, Seattle residents is like a really, really big thing. And like you just kind of mentioned, like you're, you're, career with, with regard to art is like, you know, pretty recent. So can yeah. you tell us a little bit about how you got where, oh, you, where you, how you think you got to where you are right now? Uh,
3: I think that how I got here in a realistic sense is just the the want and the drive, the consistency of just wanting to do art and do art. Right. Not for, you know, all these other different reasons, but to just be able to have that expression and that freedom when it comes to doing art, Um, you know, it kind of started unorthodox over so, a lot of people have this like really cool background when it comes in how they got into art right where, like, i ended up having some free time on my hands about <laughs> five days worth and yeah. i was like you know let me figure out what i want to do um and i've always wanted to paint but i never wanted to take the time to learn or buy the tools or anything so mm-hmm. that was when i took that leap and i mean i met with uh chris paul jordan thanks to you also hooking yeah, us yeah, up uh, and it's been just up from there you know what i mean boom yeah you've been working on some really really dope stuff out in tacoma obviously
1: from seattle but yes. currently residing in tacoma you've done some really huge projects there mm-hmm. design the hill the um manny ellis Man mural ellis, uh, like so many big things your, yeah. your project with the um tacoma art museum with the glass the glass that was major yes
3: that was that was crazy actually just being in that studio space was something else yeah i ain't gonna lie yeah um and shout out to them because that was a really dope experience if anybody ever thought about making some glass you should definitely look into it because it's 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 different for sure for sure it's fun
1: yeah you've been you know Past
3: couple years been crazy for you when it comes to the art. And now, you know, bringing it back to the town, bringing it back to the home turf. I'm glad to be doing something in Seattle. uh, Finally. Yeah. And this is just like that really takes it home. You know what I mean? Right. We we graduated from there. We graduated in 2005. And then it's both of us on this project. This is our neighborhood. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like full circle. You know Definitely. what I mean? To Definitely. be able to give back in that way and just show that, we're trying to keep Garfield, Garfield. Right. You know what I mean? But still move along with the times in a way that is feasible for us. You Absolutely. know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of really big things that are going to be happening with this GSB project. I'm going to definitely be keeping you up to date because I'm a part of it. So, you know, we'll definitely take the opportunities with the live shows to keep you abreast of what's going on and how that project is developing from our perspective, of course. Um, and, yeah, you you have any other words? Like, do you have any other, like hopes or aspirations for what this is
3: gonna be like what do you think will happen next like what's next for breeze next for me i don't (laughs) really know you know what i mean like personal projects i'm just working on things as i feel it come to myself like when i'm feeling it i i just do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but in terms of this project with gsb like i'm excited to have that newness and it and it still feel the connection i don't even know the right words to say that but when people come i want that feeling to be like man this feels like right i've been here this still feels like home this doesn't feel like i've never been in this neighborhood before Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i'm really excited to like capture that and keep that absolutely you know but and still create that you know what i mean i don't want to lose anything and i'm i'm excited to just be able to bring that into full like picture yeah. for everyone else to get to see the vision and know that like nah this is this is us like, this is us we, we out gonna, here real time we're gonna do it <laughs> but we're gonna do it you know we're gonna do it it's
1: like definitely like we're both super super excited about this project and again like you said like being able to create newness but from our perspective because we are from here you know and yes. I think that's the dope thing that we bring to this project and making sure that this goes off with the right you know you know you yeah. know <laughs>
4: Hey, you, know, know you, know, you know what
1: we mean. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Yeah, we're definitely gonna be um tapping in with you some more throughout this project. Probably gonna have you come on the show maybe a couple more times. What you think about that? I'm gonna be here. How are you feeling the cameras and the live situation here, you right guys, now? You see, good? Cool cakes, you see it? Let's get the why. Catch the drink
3: right there. So <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll be here. I'm excited to be able to keep you guys up to date also on this project and Just let people know what's going on every step of the way. We can. For sure. sure. Yeah. Appreciate you, Breeze, as
1: always. Of course, thank you for tapping in with us right quick. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Yes. So super exciting stuff, as you can see, you know, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a wild year. I'm very excited for all the stuff that I get to do. GSB, VMC, Art of the Matter. Speaking of which, we have. Kayla Bailey in studio. We are about to tap in with the gutter queen herself and premiere her episode. Episode six is coming up right
4: after this break. You're watching Art of the Matter. My name is Josephine and I live in Renton, Washington. I am a singer and I use the arts as a way for me to elaborate on all the concerns of our community. I ended up with COVID and it impacted my life greatly. I was told sometimes to rest, but resting felt like I would die. I was told to lay down, but laying down flat took my breath away. Even after getting COVID, I still did not want to have anything to do with the vaccination. There was much fear in the African-American community, and no one should react out of fear. Before you do anything, pray. And make sure that you're praying to get the answer and not praying to get your answer. I received the vaccination, I've been able to breathe, reconsider, asking yourself why you are hesitant, because it wouldn't come up if it didn't need to come up. I'm telling you to stand and make a choice. We'll be all right.
1: All right, folks, welcome back. Art of the Matter, episode six, live premiere show. This is a very, very special one indeed, for a number of reasons, the main one being we got the lady herself in studio, Miss Kayla Bailey. How you doing, love?
2: I'm feeling really good. You feeling really good? I'm you, feeling good. You, you, you a little nervous to be on live TV? You know, they say that nervousness and excitement come from the same place. So I feel like that's that's where I'm feeling. Both, both at the same time.
1: <laughs> say that then. Absolutely. Yeah, man. This is definitely a very, very special episode. Obviously, I don't know why I say obviously so much. I don't what's obvious?
2: Nothing's obvious. (laughs) Not anymore, no. Yes,
1: but no, this is definitely a very special episode because for those of you who don't know, Kayla is my partner of eight years on and off.
2: (laughs) Been through some things. We've been through
1: some things together. We've definitely, you know, we've been friends for a really long time. We've seen each other through a lot of different versions of ourselves, a lot of different evolutions and growth periods that we've been through together as a couple and just as friends like so this is this is definitely a very special all of them are special don't get me wrong but this one is particularly special and you're going to get to see that in just a second um with episode six so kayla how are you feeling about you know having having done this interview what do you think is gonna happen right now because you haven't seen the you haven't seen the final i have not seen the final no
2: yeah i think There's something I mean, it's wild to see your life played out before you, you know, to really condense it into 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And because it's you and I, because we spend, you know, our lives together, like there was no real off switch. I mean, I think the vulnerability was just apparent and inevitable. Mm -hmm. So, you know we took it to some places because you're not asking me questions in ways that you don't you don't know you know you know a lot of this about me so to have you pull some of that i think feels particularly special and yeah it makes me a little nervous (laughs) because
4: i'm an open
2: book anyway i tend to be a pretty open person but Mm. with you especially i'm just gonna be like Whatever, whatever you want to know, yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. And I think the beauty
1: of this show is is that very thing of like seeing yourself from a different perspective. Like I learned things about Kayla from this show, which is not Mm. something that you would, you know, necessarily think would happen. You think you know a person, and then you (laughs) then you interview them, and you're like, wait, I'm learning some different things about you. So it's definitely like, and again, like we we have that rapport. So we talked for hours. So editing this episode was actually sorry. quite difficult. Yeah, sorry. We have Brady. to give a super huge <laughs> shout out to Brady McAtee who filmed and edited oh, this episode along alongside of us. We all kind of did a team effort with making this thing happen. Um, yeah, it was a lot of content and we were able to narrow it down to this nice little 20-minute situation that you're about to get to witness in just a moment. Um, are there any last words that you have before people go into what they're about to
2: see? I think... Thank you to Converge for all that you do. Uh, And I mean, really, congratulations to you on this incredible platform and watching you come into this and it be so natural. And you're just so brilliant and you're just so brilliant at it so it's it's a gift honestly I I mean thank you thank you for doing it and and every episode so far has just been amazing and each one has been completely unique and to see the way I mean you know we talk about me being vulnerable with you but every single episode that you've done has created a space that allowed an amazing amount of vulnerability and openness and you come with such an open heart so Thank you, thank you. Thank you, (laughs) T-Dub. The feeling
1: is definitely mutual, thank you. And I thank everybody who's ever been a part of this show, ever helped out, like seriously, this has really been a labor of love and it's a new art form for me. And I'm so thankful that I get to do, you know, get to do this and get to bring these conversations and these perspectives to, you know, to the world. So now's the time, you ready? I think I'm ready. Okay. I think I'm ready. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Episode six, Art of the Matter is premiering right now.
2: My family, my circus family, my, my, what I was born into was the royal family of the gutter. Mm. That, that was our name. The royal family du the the royal family of the gutter, and my, my family always taught me that the real royalty the real royalty is down here. They don't know what they're missing up there.
1: slide in. Shall I pour you some tea, my love? I would love it if you
2: could pour me some tea.
1: Betty, I'm gonna need you to
2: <laughs>
1: find the spot. Okay, cheers.
2: cheers. <laughs> Let's get into it.
1: So the conversation is essential. century. Oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with you now hmm. is because I have obviously gotten front row seat Mm. to your journey Mm -hmm. over the past few years. Let's go back to the very beginning,
2: real quick. Which beginning? (laughs) Well, my dad always drove giant vans. We were in the van with a lot of their friends and I was in the back Mm -hmm. and I had my headphones in. And I I was singing aloud to Mariah Carey, (laughs) and my dad's friend turned around and was like, take your headphones off. He's like, if you're going to sing, you need to learn to sing in tune. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And that was obviously embarrassing, but also it served me well, because... I needed to learn to sing in tune. And now you do. And now I do. Yeah. Out, yeah. Here comes
4: The gospel, The gospel truth, The in The gospel, The gospel truth, The The,
2: me, the But I think. I had a lot of experience of getting embarrassed into the things that I've gotten to do. Right. There's a million moments every single day that make up our lives, but then there's those certain little sparks that you're like, that changed something. You know, that shifted something. Right. And yeah, that that was one of them.
1: you come from a creative incredibly creative artistic eccentric family yes like not just your parents but all of your parents people yes were also very much um how how do you describe that how do you describe your your
2: i mean i think to a lot of people i honestly to make it easier i'd say like i grew up in the circus you Mm -hmm. know i mean that was almost the easiest way to describe it because it's so bizarre um it wasn't it was just so abnormal it was just so weird and of course i didn't realize that like i think looking back as a really young kid it was so magical you know i really got to experience magic because everything was dressing up, everything was art, everything was an experience. The interesting thing to me is that for them, they were in their own way rebelling against the status quo. It was really fun until I needed to be cool. Right. You know? My friend group became so much more than what I had known. At that time, they were busing kids from different neighborhoods to different schools. The CD was Seattle's Black Neighborhoods and, and Washington was right in the heart of that. And I, it's shocking to me how much that time period affected and shaped and directed my life in a way that, my, that was so different from what I had experienced with my family. It was like a big, shift, because all of a sudden, all art that I was consuming was black art. We got to be in a show together a few years back. It yeah. was called Dear White People. Yep. Invited by the one and only Boom Boom LaRue. Yeah, thank you, Jessica Rosa. Thank you so much. In, in doing that show, I really she asked me to explore what my relationship was to myself my culture to black culture and things uh, of that nature and the immense just love that I have for for black culture it's it was everything outside of what my family gave to me it it was it's so interesting because it felt like something I got to find that my parents didn't know about. Right. It got to, it was something that I was like, this is mine and it's not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not mine at all. (laughs) And so the, the coming to understanding of that, um, you know, when we tie into where I am with my art now, it shapes. I had to like go so many places. And that was really the beginning of inspecting what I was given as a child, what I was handed, given into this world, and then what my story became.
1: You had had talked about how your parents sort of rejected the status quo. Yeah. With the sort of like art that they chose to do. And they came up in traditional spaces, your dad going to art school, your mom being a gymnast and getting a scholarship to go to school to do that art form. Right. But they both chose different paths. And I know you also had a similar experience, which is so funny because, you know, thinking about like your parents doing that and then you doing kind of the same thing even though in your own way, but even though you were trying to reject that which your parents were trying to show you can yes. you talk about that a little bit
2: yeah i mean you gotta rebel against something right. i definitely call myself a rebel without a cause because <laughs> i had you know everything that a lot of people would want or you think that you want mm-hmm. and I've had so many people, especially people whose families really rejected them being artists, whose families really rejected them when it comes to especially more queer-centered art, you know, doing drag, things like that. Right. Um, that was so normal for me growing up. Right. And my parents loved that. So for people who had parents who had such a hard time with that, people are like, oh my God, it must've been so great for you. It must've been so amazing and in many ways it was right in many ways it was it, it, I, I really got to explore who i was but in other ways they were so well known they were so established that it felt as though whatever i did was i mean i almost want to say in the shadow of what they did you mm-hmm. know like whatever i was kind of good at whatever i wanted to do they were already doing they had right. already done right because my family was already doing it because they were already establishing it i expected myself to just be good at it right away right. i wasn't aware of the understanding that you have to get there you have <laughs> like, to practice. Well, practice you have what it takes to get there and so that's something that i'm, I'm trying to unlearn to this day i am trying to continuously unlearn that and allow for the space for growth the space for mistakes the space for trying trial and error and just being bad at something until you're not singing I could sit in my room and practice on my own and then I could come out and all of a sudden I could do it just wow and then I liked that yeah you know Because I shifted, I think, in a pretty big way. Mm -hmm. I think these are these moments that I'm talking about of doing Dear White People, releasing this album, you know, that started to sort of, I started to kind of shift my perspective of myself, started to really start thinking about how did I, who was I? Mm -hmm. I eventually did a one-woman show at Triple Door called yep. Who in the World Am I? Yes. You know, I started really digging into this idea of who I was. Right. And uh, through, for a, a number of reasons, you and I decided to end our relationship at a mm-hmm. point where we both were burnt. I think we were burnt out from our, yeah really our own circumstances and didn't have a whole lot to give to a relationship and were very much needing to discover who we were Absolutely. apart from one another.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I think it was dope, you know, that, obviously that moment wasn't dope, but <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that we remained friends through that, yeah. sort of that very, very huge transition for both of us was, you know, something that I will cherish
2: forever. During that time, I started writing music. I started writing music about our experience. Uh, my experience through that situation. It was so huge that it was, I could, there was no other way for me to process it except to write music about it. It was the journey back to music for me because I've never shared my own voice.
1: Mm -hmm. You Um, said something really powerful just now in that you had never shared your own voice. That's huge. Yeah. Given the fact that you've been on stage your entire life. Yeah, You are now sharing your story, your words, your song.
2: Yeah. And everything we've talked about is this long journey back to that. Right. It's like you had to go all the way around the world to come back home. Right. And that's what it feels like it's been. when I built this altar, I did this, I made this, um, what to me became connection. And it was connection uh, to up above and down below. You know, it was the connection to the cosmos and the earth.
1: To the artistic parts of the boxes and, and the art that you're doing currently, there's obviously this very geometric nature to it, but it's also intuitive in a sense that you don't plan these things. Mm -hmm. They just happen.
2: Now, in the last just probably few weeks, and as I've started to really finish this one, I've realized that this particular, these pieces and what will become, the rest of those pieces is actually based on allow. So this is entitled allow love. Mm. And these are entitled allow connection. Mm. We've talked a lot about this journey, but we, we didn't really quite get into how deep the pandemic took me into myself yeah. and how cutting off from everything i had ever done everything i'd ever known how much that affected the level to which i started rejecting almost everything in my life i had to really i had to let go of everything mm-hmm. i felt at times like i i let go of the connection to you i let go of the connection to my family i felt like i let go of everything and it took me to depths that were scary that were definitely really weird and I didn't know how I would come back out of those things. I didn't right. know what that would look like and I um I think I started really pushing away against a lot of things so to me to allow that to come back
4: mm-hmm.
2: with intention right is what I is what I mean by that. Yeah,
1: yeah and thinking about What the past couple years have been for you, going from being center stage in pretty much every aspect of your life to then, you know, for lack of better words, being forced to sort of like reevaluate, sit back, sit back, back, have several seats, yes, whatever you want to call it, have several seats, you know in the ways that the world did that to all of us, but it did it to you in a very particular way because of
2: how people know you in the world. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's perspective is incredibly important, yeah. actually. Um, Accepting that mine was important, mm-hmm. allowing my own to be important. Uh, you know, And I think there is something to be said about needing external validation um, and that you really have to you have to find it within yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You really have to understand it for yourself. But I will say that there are times when having other people, you know, there's reasons messages come through people as well. Right. And when other people call to you to say something, when people say, "Hey, yes, okay, mm-hmm. speak to this," you. or yeah, you specifically, your yeah. perspective is important here. Right. You can't ignore that either. Right by many ways my nurture and my nature is to really be drawn to and love all different kinds of people like that is that feels so natural for me I am in such awe and like deep appreciation for all different cultures like I'm just like oh my god what an incredible expanse of humanity and then all of the shit that's attached to that that's so horrendous. Yeah. You don't have one without the other. Right. And so in talking about having these conversations with people, like I've then had to also realize that the nurture of society has then instilled things in me that I certainly wish weren't there. Right. Some of these things passed to me, certainly wish was not the case. Okay, how do we talk about that? How do right. we heal from that? You know, how do I... N- notice that in myself and in the people closest to me and call attention to it and make sure that we're doing our part to to heal f- for everyone. We've always had pretty in-depth and honest and hard conversations around race and the ways in which we are in relationship to one another and the importance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I had a tremendous amount of tools you Mm -hmm. know I've had I've had black elders and I've been lucky enough to have black elders in my life since I was young Mm -hmm. you know so I thought I had tools and and when George Floyd happened you know a lot of people you know you haven't spoken super openly about this but like you didn't even really speak I mean, you are so heartbroken. Doesn't even do justice to what that feeling is. And I was like, I, as a white partner, was just like, I know, I know nothing. I don't, I don't know how to be here for you in the way that I absolutely thought that I was. Mm -hmm. I 100% thought that I had those tools. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this as really this journey as like a conveyor belt. And it's like the more you learn, the more you're willing to understand the truth of what all of this is, no Mm -hmm. matter how horrendous, no matter how much it forces you to look at yourself in the mirror, you are walking on that, treadmill and you can you know you keep going you just keep you you're like okay it doesn't necessarily mean it's ending but if you stop you start going backwards Mm. and then you have to catch back up right so how much how far back are you do you want to go right and in this evolution of the world in this understanding that my my true core belief would is to flip this pyramid that we've created where we have you know whiteness as this top piece of this pyramid you know and we can't help but like go it's you know cis white men then cis white straight women all of these things and this pyramid that puts so much weight at the bottom and Mm -hmm. like what does it look like to flip that Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's gonna feel so heavy Mm -hmm. I felt that from myself, I felt mm. that from my, the people around me, I felt that from my white community members that like, uh-uh, I don't want that, I yeah. do not, I don't want that feeling. You gotta show up and do right by your people, and do right by yourself, and do right by the earth. Absolutely. I think that's it. There's that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Come on, folks. <laughs> Kayla Bailey, The Art of Allowance, Episode Six. You just witnessed a fraction of a very, very deep conversation. We talked about a lot of a lot of things, a lot of topics in this episode we and did. in this conversation in general. Yeah. I can, I can, I can see there's a lot of emotion <laughs> coming from you in this moment. How are you feeling, having seen that?
2: Uh I mean it's funny cuz for a while we were laughing like so many of the photos that you chose I had no idea that you had found those or pulled those <laughs> out so I was like dying laughing and then I um I had forgotten that we did we went to you know the depth that we went to at the end to come into the the here and now right. of the evolution of humanity yeah, <laughs> and yeah. the, and the necessity of what that means and is going to take. So, right. yeah. And that's been a
1: huge part of the journey for you, Absolutely. obviously, in the past couple of years. But even before that, you know, like you talked about in the in the episode, Dear White People was a was a huge opportunity for you to actually really self-reflect on what you had been given in this life from your parents, from school, from the world and what you chose to, you know make a part of you from that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, (laughs) yeah. um,
2: Doing that particular show and examining myself in that way was something that I had never, I hadn't, I hadn't done. I, I, of course, you know, you've of course analyzed your life and things, but to, to, to do that and then to understand that you're then going to present that in front of people. And particularly in that case, right. that's being presented in front of a predominantly black audience. Right. I, um, you know, you may, you, you want to choose your words wisely. You want to make sure that what you're trying to say is that you're able to say it in mm-hmm. the, in that way. And so, Oh, man, I was at her house, like crying, like I can't do this. (laughs)
3: this
2: (laughs) Terrifying. And she was like, "Mm, you're doing it. (laughs) right?" And but because of that, it has uh, now it allows me to speak Mm -hmm. in a much more honest and understanding way Mm -hmm. of. Particularly when we discuss, you know, appropriation and things like that, I think there's a very different we're in a different world. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you actually put up the one picture, but there's the one picture where I, where I have braids. Like I learned how to braid when I, I was we younger. Did
3: that <laughs> like, <laughs> we didn't do like, that one, but okay, yeah. Now
2: it was, would yes. never happen. But, um, and that's also something that now, like, you know, there's a picture in, was that the Seattle times of me braiding your hair, yep. you know? Yep. Um, and I had the opportunity to braid a friend's mom's hair the other day and, and somebody her like, she, her friends were like, you're going to let a white girl braid your hair. <laughs> and, yeah, she's that good. folks. <laughs> she's you know, that good. I, and her, and she was like, yes. Um, but,
1: yeah.
2: but it's, it's being the awareness of what that, the, the depth and the weight that that holds. And I, and I, don't take that lightly, you absolutely. know. So absolutely. So being in a situation where you and I were able to talk about that in an honest way and they, you know, it's it's vulnerable for us both. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Takia, would you like to talk about that at all? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: again, like this is one of those ones, like this person, this human knows me in a way that no one else does.
2: I was with her before she was performing. Yeah. That was the, which is pretty that's yeah, pretty crazy because definitely. now I think a lot of people know you as being on stage and things but we were actually together before that really real talk happened. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> like
1: we we've known each other through a lot of stuff and yeah. like, you know, talking about the fact that we're in, in an interracial same-sex relationship. There's a lot of intersections that come with that being a thing. And there's a lot of things that we have to face that's not necessarily blatant, but we have to have conversations to make sure that we are taking care of one another in the ways that we need to. And we're not in some weird fantasy land about who we are and what we represent. You know, we have these conversations and, you know, the situation with George Floyd that happened, obviously we had to have a lot of conversations around that. It was a very, very intense moment in a number of ways for us.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, it didn't make the episode. But in that time, we were trying to figure out like what, a, like what? Because I was, I was, I was a wreck. I was a wreck. Yeah. And I, like you said, I couldn't speak. I couldn't talk to it. I, I, I couldn't speak to it. I was just like, I don't know what to do. You pulled out a puzzle. <laughs>
2: yeah, and she You were like, you were like, I'm not doing a
4: puzzle. Yeah, I do not
1: called, care. <laughs> she found a puzzle and we would sit. You know, on a, on, a, on a nightly basis, we'd have dinner, we'd sit at the table and we would do this puzzle and we would have these very, very intense conversations. And there were no holds barred. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't we didn't mix words like it was very, very like radical honesty. Mm-hmm. And I think in that time we were able to really trust and take care of one another in a way that is beneficial forever.
2: Absolutely. You know. And it was from there that you started to say when you were like, okay, I think I'm ready to mm-hmm. do something. Like I I can't, I'm not gonna I can't sit here anymore. This puzzle's done now. <laughs> the damn <laughs> puzzle is done. What am I gonna do? And I remember that day you went to go meet with Joey and you were like, all right, we're gonna do a mural. Yeah. And the next day, we went. And did that there's mural.
1: A lot, yeah, there's a lot of symbolism in, in, that, in that, but definitely, yeah, yeah. It, it led to it led to something incredibly impactful, you know. And and here we are. But in the episode, you talked about in the very beginning getting embarrassed into the things that you get to do. Like, yeah, that shout moment. out to
2: my dad who is watching right now. He yes. was truly the king of embarrassing. <laughs> me and most of us around him he he doesn't have that I feel like there's like you know there's something in your brain that tells you to be embarrassed he does not have that thing Mm -hmm. and so uh he was not afraid to embarrass me in turn yes
1: but I think I think there's something beautiful about that and what you said is like not having that that connection to embarrassment that allows you to have conversations about really deep things when mm-hmm. it comes to race when it comes to sexual orientation presentation preference all these things like you're you there's that moment of like so most people have that moment of like i'm embarrassed i don't want to do it mm-hmm. whereas you're like i might be a little embarrassed but i'm gonna go into it anyway you know, and I think yeah. there's something very, very special about that. I think that's the thing that mm. sets you apart from most people, mm. and also probably why so many people come to you in these times of trying to figure out how to be in the world. So, shouts out to RB for being a <laughs> real one, okay? <laughs> and Kathy, <laughs> thank you, Kathy. Yeah. You're making a, you made an amuse- amazing person. So thank you guys for that. Yes.
2: Uh speaking of parents and amazing parents. We're gonna get to that. I won't jump the gun. I won't jump the gun.
1: Let's recap this episode. (laughs) One of the other things I want to talk about too is like when we filmed this, so let's just go back behind the scenes real quick. We filmed this episode. We were at our apartment. Um also somebody asked in the comments, was that was that footage from Oregon Country Fair? Yes, it was. Family is really huge. The DeCanio family is obviously very huge in the Oregon country fair scene. So yes, that's correct. Good job. Correct. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, but that day was a very interesting day because, well, for one, we're we're set to shoot right. And Brady, you know, he lives kind of far. We have to like really plan out these days to make sure we shoot these shoot these episodes. For whatever reason, my allergies decided to go triple o b so you don't notice it too much in the episode but the entire time we were filming i was like pouring mucus <laughs> You're, I, you looked like a
2: commercial it for allergy so, medication you were like so bad. red nose your eyes were just watering i was yeah. like i don't know if we should do this yeah. today. <laughs> you, we you were hurt so shout out to you because you pushed you were like the show must go on we are doing this no matter what yes. and you you pulled through and you I were um, you were in pain that day that was it was uh it was real bad so you
1: know good. behind the scenes are the matter these are the things that we go through to bring you amazing art yes. <laughs> but yeah like again the show must go on and it's like you know i think for you in thinking about you know the art of allowance mm. and allowing yourself to go on you know, given all the uh, the the moments of rebellion, the moments of rejection, the moments of self reflection that you've had throughout your life and through your journey, as not only as a person but also as an artist, mm-hmm. you know, I think you know that that's a real testament to to just who you are as a person. Like,
2: well, so. before we got here, us and Takiya's best friend Breeze, who's who's still in the room, we were talking about how everybody's journey to art is so different. Mm-hmm. You can't. I think we have this sort of stereotypical idea of it, but it's just not the case. Like right. everybody has their reasons as to why that co- something calls to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know if it made it in the episode, but how that shows up, if you're an artist, it's going to show up. Right. So the fact that for me, it was music yeah. for so long, hosting for so long and I am not a painter like I'm just it's not it's not how art has ever taken form for me but for some reason the way in which I was able to take an idea and just have it go from my brain through my hand was just so helpful for me Mm -hmm. because doing music and performing you need so many other people you need there's so many there's so many steps and there's so many ways people have to interpret what you want what right. you're asking for what your idea is and mm-hmm. so to be able to just do it right felt so good and i do believe that that's you know it's also leading me back to my other art forms Definitely. just being able to do that so
1: yeah And i think that's again one of the reasons why i wanted to have this the reason why we had to do this episode when we did it mucus or not is because (laughs) of just where kayla is in her journey being known as a performer being known as a host being known on the burlesque scene and all of these scenes you know the pandemic took you to a place where you had to stop all of that you had to figure out how to reconnect to your art. And you did that through a different art form. So I just wanted to make sure that that was highlighted because it just speaks to the power of creativity. It speaks to the power of art. It doesn't matter what you do. Creativity will bring you back to yourself, you know, and people like the whole reason why I want to do this show is to help people understand that, to help people reconnect to their creativity, because it doesn't matter what your profession is. You have to be creative in some way, shape or form. And if you're not realizing that, then that's not showing up in other avenues of your life as well. And that's, we need it everywhere. We need it in all forms. We need it in all sections and sectors of of human society we just need this. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we highlighted that with you, you know, like But
2: it's the truth for everyone. Yeah. It's really the truth for, for everybody Absolutely. because art really does heal. It connects us to to everything it is yeah. the way in which we're able to reflect the world around us definitely and something that you've talked about so much is that during the during the pandemic artists have been able to thrive because yeah. it's you get called to reflect the times right and you have done that particularly in so many incredible ways. But when you walk around this city and and we've gotten to travel a little bit to other to other cities and other places, you see that. Mm-hmm. It is the artists who are reflecting the times. Absolutely. You know, when downtown is shut down. Who are you going to call?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not the Ghostbusters. Let's talk about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's real, you know what I mean? Like, and again, the whole point of this show is like from the artist's perspective, what's happening right now, With pandemics and global catastrophe, you know, like we're all in a space of reflection. We all need to reflect on how to reconnect to ourselves and creativity is the way that it's done. That's why you see so many artists. That's why you see so many murals. That's why you see so much much public art happening in so many different places It's because it's necessary. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you are tapping in with the artists in your neighborhood. Make sure you're tapping in with the artists in your city because their perspective is important right now. And that's why Art of the Matter is is here and here to stay. Um, Yeah, so- Mm -hmm. Given the fact that you you know, you know, we dropping bars But given the fact that you have had this moment of reflection and reconnection to your art and mm-hmm. you're making new music, tell us about that.
2: Hmm. hmm. Is that is that a secret? It's not a secret. <laughs> I, it's not really a secret. Yeah. It's it feels like it's just starting to, mm-hmm. to emerge. It's being called no matter how much I keep trying, I'm like, Ooh, actually this hiding away thing is kind of nice. It's very (laughs) seductive to, to be, uh, in the shadows. Mm -hmm. But when you get called back out into the light, you have to, uh, follow that calling. So I do think that's the case. And, and coming back to music, it's, I can, you, you, you feel that magnet and it's Mm -hmm. slowly, it's pulling you. So I'm working on it, and I'm working on it with some amazing Seattle producers. we'll reveal we'll reveal as time goes on can't give him him everything can't give him everything but definitely
1: look out gospel of the gutter queen album is available right now where all music is sold and streamed Mm -hmm. and digitized go ahead and check that out so yeah it's a couple of the songs were in the episode um you know it's an amazing album it's like super super dope make sure you go check it out and definitely keep tabs on what kayla bailey's got going on because she's got some new stuff coming in the works so definitely tap in with her thank you kayla bailey for being here with us this evening thank you you absolutely, Takia, Taquita, Steeda, Customs, <laughs> Art of the Matter, VMC.
2: Yeah, I got yeah, all That the tag list lines. is growing. You, mean, have you have know, some taglines. This awesome. is crazy. You guys, she used to be so quiet. Was she not? She was. She was so. <laughs> it. It out of
3: it.
2: <laughs> and so to see you just finding your voice through all the ways that you are, it's amazing. I appreciate so. That, um I'm used to live theater. So I would this would be the moment where I'd say give Taki a round of applause, but we'll just do it for ourselves. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes. And yeah. So at this moment, I want to make sure that we are tapping in with all of you that are watching the show. I see we got a kind of, you know, we got a nice little chunk of viewers in there. So I appreciate y'all once again for tuning in with us. Um, you can like comment and share the show. Make sure that you are telling your friends about Art of the Matter. And when you watch live, you get to comment and and ask questions to us while we're here. It's pretty dope, right? So make sure you get get those questions there. We're gonna take a quick little break Um, and we'll be right back with more Art of the Matter. These hands bear fruit and witness through muscle and memory to that which cannot be taught. passing down the blueprint of flowers and wringing waters from the root, bringing nourishment to the masses. There is no grade that can attain the heat that we sustain. A path unclear to most, and still we press on. We flip survival into revival again and again. Be reminded of what you come from for life is the foundation of every generation. All right, folks. Before we head out of here, I wanted to make sure that we tapped everybody in the comments. Thank you, RB for tuning in. Michael Rhodes, we see you. Mom Dukes, we see you. G Priz. Mike Sylvester appreciate you bro everybody who's in the comments everybody who's asking questions Irene Torres I saw you were in the building thank you guys so much for tuning in but before we go for our final moment I have to give a special shout out to my mama mama t dove it is her birthday someone you got that overlay for us yeah look at my mama (laughs) y'all (laughs) The number one lady, the number one most thoughtful, most supportive human being that I have ever known. She's the reason I'm here, not just in physical, but literally like my art, everything that I do, I do for her. So we got everybody here to wish Mama T-Dove a happy birthday. (laughs) love you so much mom i appreciate you I appreciate everything that you've ever done for me and will continue to do because i know you (laughs) so yes that has been art of the matter episode six live premiere show thank you guys so much for tuning in tune in monday after next april 18th for episode seven until then i have bt dub stay creative peace